Hello and welcome to the Guilty Pleasure Podcast, the podcast where we celebrate and elaborate on our odd interests. I'm Amanda Salvatore. And I'm Jackie Rayo Bell. And today's guest was Danny Fernandez. We talked about the Twilight Zone. It was super creepy. I think you guys will thoroughly enjoy it. We got some feminist stuff in there. We got some social commentary stuff in there. It's all really good. If you'd like to reach us, you can email us at guiltypleasurepodcast at gmail.com. Or find us on social media at the Guilty Pleasure Podcast sans the know the uh if you really like this episode if uh you're liking what you're hearing please leave us a review on itunes it super helps us out on the business end of things and thank you again for listening thanks for listening the nerdist school network for class and show information visit nerdistschool.com did you ever want to know about this did you ever want to know about that well, now you can know about this and that with This On That. I'm Chad Foglin. And I'm Mike Solari, and we're going to bring along a lot of funny people for you to enjoy. Celebrity guests. Musicians. Uh, people who are just weirdos. The guy outside. Our friends. And that's it. And they talk about whatever topic they want to talk about, and we join in. So listen to an episode. It's free. On iTunes. It's on the Nerdist School Network. Disney World in Orlando, they have an entire Marvel area. Yeah, yeah. And now and now uh, California Venture does too a little bit more. I mean, obviously with Guardians now. So um but yeah, it was just funny. I'm like, Guardians has nothing to do with an elevator. Yeah. There well, were so many elevators in that movie. What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> I have haven't I have to admit something, I have never seen Guardians of the Galaxy one or two. Oh wow, really? And I yeah, and I've heard they're really, really good. They're it's fun. Just, I haven't but yeah. I don't I didn't I was I was just telling Danny I didn't realize that Twilight Zone had a uh, Tower of Terror episode. Did you also read that on the Wikipedia? I didn't. Apparently <laughs> I, I did didn't. I did not. I did not. Yeah. Go, I, you know what? I That's what it's not. from. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. What's the episode like? Is it is it very it's similar? Have you been to, on the ride? Yes, yeah, several yeah, times. Yeah, it's it's basically like like that. Um but uh but they had like actors that had updated it but yeah but I, I was saying like i don't even think that that was there's like so many alien episodes that i feel like they could do and like pilot ones that they could do maybe yeah. i, I kind of want to like put that in their head come like make another one yeah, but this hey, time with hey, like Walt. with like a pilot something they had so many air force ones because that was like air like because air travel was still such a thing mm -hmm. when the twilight zone first yeah. came out so i actually watched my very first twilight zone episodes what? in really? preparation for this really? yeah you should have yeah. asked me i would have given you ones oh to God. well actually what's funny about this what's even more funny about this is i have played rod serling in a sketch before she oh, did okay. it was a runner <laughs> it was never. actually a really fun <laughs> sketch runner and he's I, funny he is funny, He's but this is my first time watching it, and I really enjoyed it. I kind of just was like randomly picked an episode. And oh, okay, I what ended, episode was it? The first episode I watched was 
Um, the one where the lady wishes herself into the film, like that, like kind of deluded actress. Oh, okay. Who like kind of like wishes herself into the old movies because she's she's older and she hates being older, so she like. And I was like, that's a little like whatever. But then the next episode I watched was the one where the guy goes back to his hometown and he actually oh, yeah. goes back yes. in time, and that was a super and he fun like episode. messes oh. up his his yeah knee. yeah yeah yes. Um, yeah, uh, I'll let you know. Like after this, I can give you like a list of like ones where you'll be like mind blown. Yeah, there's there's a couple. There's a, well, why don't we just get why, why don't we just start? Let's just do it. Just naturally start. Hey, it's Danny, fine. welcome to the Hello. podcast. Thanks for having me. <laughs> no problem. Thanks for coming in. So, uh, if people who are listening, obviously, we're talking about the Twilight Zone. It has many different openings. I don't know if you've noticed that. Like, if you go, if you go and watch it. So, we were talking earlier that. Season four is not, is the only season that's not, yeah, I think it's season four is not on Netflix. Mm -hmm. So I do own like a DVD pack that my family got me this Christmas. <laughs> um, and that is just sitting beautifully on my, on my TV stand. But, um, yeah, they have different openings for each, uh, one. Each do they season? really for each yeah, season? Yeah. Each, each season. Yeah. I think each season was a little bit different. Yeah. Well, I read, well, I was doing, uh, that's what I did. I read my Wikipedia page and I saw that like they had this really, I also didn't realize that Rod Serling wrote them. Yeah. I thought he was just like a hokey host. So no, he wasn't supposed to be the host. He was just supposed to be the writer. And then they were like, well, we kind of need someone to intro these and you kind of fit, like you fit this really well. And mm -hmm. so then he was on camera, but he wasn't technically supposed to be. That's so interesting. What a He's sweet got gig. he has beautiful eyebrows. Like so, I cosplayed as Rod Serling at Kamikaze. I had a panel, and it was also Halloween because uh, Kamikaze, or I guess LA Comic Con now, is always during Halloween weekend. So I was like, this is perfect. That's I had perfect. a, I you can order the Twilight Zone spiral, like a cardboard spiral on like Amazon. It's like really cheap, and I got a yardstick and like taped it to the yardstick, <laughs> put the yardstick down my back, yep. and had a Twilight because or. I just looked like I don't know people were like a, uh, yeah people were like Pulp like Fiction a, yeah because like I because I was in a like, suit yeah because yeah. I was in a, a black and white suit um and but it took me like 30 minutes to do his eyebrows and I looked really good with them no I saw it was like thick you, eyebrows I showed yeah. Amanda the, the, what you did too and I was like damn those brows and then I watched the show and I was like oh okay I get it yeah I get and it, I had I like it. a little cigarette because I couldn't smoke it in the um in the con in the convention but people were like she's got a little cigarette with her <laughs> he's always smoking late 50s early who's, 60s who isn't smoking I mean he did look sultry as hell so yeah. I mean he was uh, like men in their 50s mm -hmm. like it, it, no not men in their 50s but in the men 50s. in the 50s like even just John Hamm kind of yeah he had a very, men, like, very John nice. Hamm like George Clooney-ish vibe to him like just yeah. handsome just like a handsome white guy yeah. so how did you get into Twilight Zone um, I think originally I don't remember exactly when I first ever watched it, but I do remember spending a lot of my childhood watching the marathons that would run on sci-fi. Um, yeah, yeah, so that was... how I got into it, I think too. they originally had it on... Um, it was always j during uh, New Year's. Mm -hmm. So my family would take us to like whatever party, whatever adult grown up party they were having at someone's house. And then my brothers and I and the other kids would be like locked away in like the parents' bedroom while my parents were getting drunk uh, downstairs. <laughs> but we would just watch episode after episode. Um, and now they have it also uh, Fourth of July weekend as well. They might do it like every holiday, but it originally I think started with uh, New Year's. And oh, nice. so that's kind of what reminds me of Twilight Zone. And it is kind of interesting because it has a lot of those like New Year-ish type of vibes yeah. to it. So 
Like a lot of new beginning, new kind beginnings of, or, or like, futuristic, mm-hmm. like what's going to happen in the future type of vibe. So that was my original introduction to it. My parents did watch it growing up, and my mom uh, used to be when she was little used to be afraid of the Invaders episode, and that's the episode where these like ro- robots come and like attack this woman uh, who lives in the middle of nowhere by herself. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah, I don't know if I'm giving away spoilers on this. For no, people you know, that they've been around for, for a really uh, long time. 60 years or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, so. get on that. I think you're yeah, fine. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. If you haven't seen it yet, um, that's not my fault. And it's probably been referenced in like every pop culture cartoon, like The Simpsons and Futurama and Family Guy. And like, oh, yeah. so, so, you know, you've definitely don't seen it. Well, what I thought was really interesting is that even in those two episodes that I watched and the research that I did, I noticed so many kind of themes and storylines yes. that I've seen throughout science fiction mm-hmm. through uh, since this since its inception and it like from what I've researched it seems that it really was this introduction to sci-fi to like the masses. I know my mom talks about how my grandfather used to her father used to love the Twilight Zone yeah. and it used to scare the shit out of her Aww. so yeah. she would never watch yeah. it. It's an intense it's an intense show. It's, it's certain episodes you're like I remember my very first episode and my very first episode that I ever watched. My dad used to tell me these stories um, when I was a kid and they would just be Twilight Zone episodes. And he would like introduce like he'd be like, oh, you want to hear a spooky story? (laughs) Yes. You know, you know what I had in in school? I had like a monitor or something. I don't know, like an older kid in the younger kids classroom during lunch or whatever. And she would do like spooky story time and one of the stories she told us was of that monster on the plane and that <gasps> oh, scared classic. the yeah. shit out of me mm-hmm. and I just found out this morning I was like that bitch ripped off a Twilight Zone episode <laughs> like, she's like a really good storyteller <laughs> wow like the beginning ten- middle and end that's exactly Beautiful. what I thought I was like oh my god that's so scary it, yeah it, there's several there's several things in our like film uh, film and television today that have ripped off Twilight Zone for sure oh yeah it's it, it it's I think coming out of that uh, that 1950s, 1960s, like the fear of the unknown. Yes. And there's like the space race and there's all these yeah. things. There's all this new technology. So like before then, it's like they're printing books. I don't know. You know what I mean? There's like Morse code. The Titanic happened. Like there's, you know, some technological advances. But I think like right at that, that cusp of like when this hit is – a similar time that we're hitting now where like things are getting like with worse <laughs> not worse with technology but, like, yeah with technology it's, it's like it's like there's a lot of unknown technology that was happening then and i find that like now there's like a lot of un or like where is this technology leading you know I, yeah i will say that i feel their episodes on human nature still live to this day I so think there's that's why it's still a classic yeah yeah there is one um that i it's one of my favorites that i feel like it is so Okay, it's uh, the monsters are due on Maple Street, and that was also was turned into a play because it was in my English book when I was like in high school, and I know oh. it was a lot of English books in high school and stuff. So a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I did that play, The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street, and it's such like a mob mentality type of like if you go home and watch it right now, you'll be like, holy crap! Like that reminds me of today. It reminds me of the internet today. It reminds me of people today. Um, What's the what do you? Do, I don't. Remember? I don't so it's basically one. the power goes out in a neighborhood mm-hmm. and um everybody gets suspicious about like why it's happening and someone takes it someone's like, I'm gonna go around the street and uh find out and 
uh, everyone keeps, and this little boy, or uh, like a high school age kid is like, uh, oh, I'm in my comic book, it was like aliens. And everyone's like, he knows what it is. And they like have guns and they're like starting to attack each other on the streets. Like the light turned on in his house and then in his house and they're all like pointing and just attacking each other. And then um, the guy comes back, the guy starts walking back who who went to go look at it and they just shoot him. <gasps> they just straight up shoot their neighbor. And, and it's like such a... It, all the finger pointing and them attacking each other and then they mob they yeah mom mentality yeah. and then they um zoom out and you can see it's these aliens up on a mountain uh, on a hillside and they're watching it and they're like so is this and the aliens talking to another alien and he's like so is this like just um of this particular town he's like no you could do this anywhere <gasps> like they they'll were destroy each other like Whoa. they'll just the humans will destroy each other we don't even Oof. have to and it was so like and this was something what that episode probably came out in the 60s yeah early 60s Mm -hmm. That's crazy. That is crazy. Well, yeah. It, well, Twilight Zone did come out late 50s, early 60s, right when we we're about to be on this cusp in America of like, you know, the civil rights movement and just like our country really it's changing like, in terms of its yeah. culture. Yeah, the Cold War. And I mean, like all that. Here, here we are now. Well, that episode in particular, <laughs> a lot of that episode. And yet look at us. And then look how far history. we've come. Yeah. That episode in particular, a lot of people think is about McCarthyism. But I was listening to because I have the Twilight Zone companion. Um, I have it on. On Audible, so I listen to it when I'm like <laughs> cooking. <laughs> yeah, so it tells you like the behind the scenes of each episode and like the history of them. And that one, I believe it was actually Rod Serling talking about uh, minorities, how minorities are treated. And that was a theme, like you can watch uh, interviews that he did they're up on YouTube mm -hmm. where he'll say like we tried to have people of color and a lot of times these stories were about people of color but they wouldn't let us have them on TV wow. so instead they made it aliens or they made it's kind of like what X-Men did where it was like oh this is about people that are different or people with disabilities or people like it's actually a social commentary on that mm -hmm. but he said we had to end up making them Eskimos or we would make them aliens or yeah. something or and like Native it's Americans yeah but that yeah. but that was basically what they were trying to say yeah it's like and a social, lot of these a social parrot uh, yeah um parable of of being able to uh like um animal farm or something like that yeah. where you're taking something completely not associated with what you're actually talking about and right. being able to tell the story so people will actually listen to you and like see what is happening um do you do you find that those what are what are some of your favorite themes within the genre? Because um, there are a lot. There's like yeah. the horror element. There's like the psychological thriller. There's right. the, like the twist at the end. And there's I all love I do love the, all the psychological ones, but I'm a sucker for horror. I mm -hmm. love scary things. So my favorite my favorite episode has changed over the years as as I've gotten older. But I will say the one that I've settled on now is the Howling Man. Um, that one is where they capture Satan, and Ooh. I love it. I think I love it because it has the classic haunted, like it's raining the whole time. It's like in like a castle. And I just, I, anytime I want to like feel spooked, I put it on and I just, it, I was surprised because I made a status and I uh, like on Facebook and I was asking people for their favorite Twilight Zone episode. I was surprised at the amount of people that said the Howling Man. Cause yeah. I feel like most people's favorite is Eye of the Beholder. It's like the most iconic one. Which one is With that? the pig faces, the doctors. That's yes. the first one, right? No, it's not. It's in season three. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, um, 
but it's the most like iconic because of those yeah. faces that everyone knows. Oh, that's Twilight Zone. Yeah. And in fact, in that when I was cosplaying as Rod Serling, I had my boyfriend be one of the pig doctors. So like smart. I ordered a. You, I got that mask on Etsy. Like you cannot find them anywhere. Like not at Halloween stores and stuff because oh, wow. it's very like niche. Yeah. yeah. So um, he was that. So then people knew I had my yardstick uh, Twilight <laughs> Zone <laughs> spiral behind me, and then I had my pig doctor <laughs> next to me. Um, so I have the beholder. Also, everyone I feel like loves. Um, um, Time Enough at Last, that's the one with uh, Bridges Meredith, uh, where he's a banker, actually. Everyone thinks he's a librarian, but he's a banker who mm. goes down into a vault when it's like a bomb goes off. Oh, that's yeah. One of, that's I about that. that's yeah. one of the most like iconic ones. Yeah. But for some reason, yeah, my favorite used to be The Midnight Sun. That was when um, this girl, she was a painter, and they— uh, I love it was, that one. Yeah, the, when the planet was moving yes. closer to the sun. Yes. Yeah. I love that one. What's and the synopsis of it? Tell me. So, tell me. do you want it? Do you want to tell it? No, you go you ahead. Um, I'll try. I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> so, this woman is in an apartment building, and most people have gone away because what happened is the the Earth is moving towards the sun, mm -hmm. and everything's getting hotter and hotter and hotter. And she's a painter. She's in her apartment, and it, it gets crazy. Like you, you kind of see people reacting to like this heat and and like stealing food stealing, from each other, yeah, and like just it's another social commentary and like what humans do when it's like the end of the world. Yeah, like. When, when what people will do to survive. Yeah. And then um, cut to the end of the episode, we get a little twist where um, we find out that she is having a fever dream and it's snowing outside and you're like, oh, good, it's fake. But in reality, the world has has stopped its orbit and is going away from the sun. Oh. Yeah, so, so she wakes up so and it's actually up. moving farther away from yeah. the sun. So it's just oh. the opposite. But my whole the whole time I'm watching that episode, she's in an apartment comp like she's in a huge apartment building. Why are you why are you living on a couple of floors? You can be anywhere. Go to the basement. You don't have to be. Yeah. That's cold. That's colder. <laughs> That's colder than that the how high you are. You know what I mean? Like heat rises. Go down. There you go. Like, go to the first floor. I think floor. it was because it was also terrifying because it was her and this elderly woman. Yeah. And it was two women who yeah. were trying to, like, survive and keep, like, I remember a, a man was trying yes. to break in and she was very, like, don't do anything to us. And so I think that that was another, that might have been why she picked the highest, like, room possible is That's to, like, good stay away from People men. won't know I'm up there. Yeah, trying yeah. to trying to do stuff to them. But yeah, that Jeez, used to be my yeah. favorite because I loved that like twist of so it. So good. Yeah, so there's good. so many. There's so many. The it's one that I choose. remember from when I was a kid, the one that stuck with me, I mean, obviously the uh, one where the bomb goes off and he's oh, yeah. the reading and he breaks his glasses and he's like, what? See, that's why, can I say <sighs> that that's why I don't really like that one? Because he breaks his glasses. He's devastating. Also, he's also not that bad of a guy. He literally just wants to, if, when he you go back and watch that, yeah, he's not a dick. Like he doesn't deserve his to wife have, is so right. His mean. wife is super mean to him, and because he wants to read. I, I read the synopsis of this. This yeah. is a guy who all he wants to do is read. Yeah, but for whatever reason, like he no one will leave him alone, yeah. and he just wishes it. And he goes into a vault, and a giant bomb explodes, and everyone dies. So now he has all the time in the world to read. Right. Well, he's he so actually happy about it. yeah, and he's really happy. And you're well. First, he was like, "Well, I'm just gonna kill myself," you know. And then he sees yeah. all these books, and he's like, "Oh, wait a second. I mean, this is like a classic." nerd who's been bullied his whole life and then he gets and then he ruins his glasses and it's like 
why do people love this? It's I don't. So it's such a bummer. It's such. So a he bummer. ruins his glasses. He's, they fall off his face, and he steps on them, and then he's like Can't blind read. for blind. Turned, like yeah, because yeah. everything around him is destruction. Which it reminds me because I have contacts. Like if I were an apocalyptic, <gasps> do me too. I think this all the, all the time. Dying. I have Dude, contacts. Like too. Walking Dead, I'm done. Oh, I'm, I'm done. done. I'm done. I'm not gonna wear my fucking like my chunky like mm-hmm. frames. Forget it. Forget yeah. it. No, oh, I no. always. That's actually the, one of the reasons why I've thought about getting LASIK. LASIK. Me too. Is because I'm like me too. fucking shit goes down and I and my eyes are dry and I don't have my glasses in my car. I'm fucked. Yeah. Because yeah. I cannot well. see. If my hand is like 12 inches in front of me, I can't see it. It's blurry. Or castaway. I'm like, if I go down no, oh, in the so water, fucked. I got to open my eyes underwater. My <laughs> contacts are gone. I'm done. Yeah. I'm no. on an island by myself. I'm not. I don't. I don't even find the volleyball because I'm done. Guys, I can't see it. Truly, truly. If all. <laughs> I mean, like we probably natural selection. I probably wouldn't have made it this far <laughs> oh, in I was, general. Oh, in no. Life. I was supposed I to. Dead if it wasn't for ago. modern, if it wasn't for modern me- medicine, I wouldn't be here. Yeah, I, no. my my birth, my me being birthed was so complicated. I would have died, as would my mom had yeah, had it not just... been 1989. Way to go, 1989. Thanks, <laughs> <to> technology. <laughs> but another one of my favorite episodes, I think my absolute favorite episode, and this comes from like me watching this as a kid, um, is it's this little boy. I don't know what the title is of it. It's this little boy, and he has a toy phone. And he's oh, yeah. with this toy phone, and he keeps referring to having a conversation with his dead grandmother. <gasps> and then by the end, the father lifts the toy phone up, and he can hear the breathing. And it's <laughs> his grandmother from, like, the grave. <laughs> and that one, bl- first of all, I thought, like, how happy is that? Like, what a delight to be able to chit-chat. Like, <laughs> hey, I, hey, Grandma. You know? No, like, she wanted to take him with him. She was like, oh, is that what I... Yeah. Well, I didn't get that at, like, five. <laughs> yeah, no, the that. grandma wanted to take the little boy. And so the dad, when he picks up the phone, is like, come on, give him back. Like, he, you know, he means... So you you love him. Give him back to us. So... <gasps> That's so creepy. She does, though, right? That's like in yeah. Poltergeist. Yeah. That was the scariest. They thing. do oh. have a Poltergeist one. They do? They legitimately have... Oh, I'm going to get... I can't remember all of the I remember most of the episode titles that one was uh, shoot yes there was a little girl they they wake the family uh, discovers her that she's not in her bed um, and she they can hear her in the walls it is oh. legitimately a poltergeist oh. one and they have like they make the whole little like square or whatever on the wall and I'm like oh poltergeist just like took this <laughs> Yes, seriously. Because it, because Twilight Zone came first. Yeah. So that's insane. Yeah, they legitimately have a little girl saying like "mommy, daddy," like <sighs> in in the walls. That so is so crazy. creepy. Yeah. There's, there's there's I I bet you if you watch the entire catalog, which I'm sure you have, that you see people take it or like you know like creative yeah, liberty can, with like oh beep boop I remember I, this and like these this yeah. plot line with this theme and. And all, like cherry picking from from the show. I do have to say that um, my mind was blown because listening to the Twilight Zone companion, I found out that Rod Serling didn't actually come up with a lot of these. Really? Yeah. Aww. But you know, like as I'm listening to it, so he he adapted a lot the teleplay. So he adapted them to television. But like the Hitchhiker, a woman wrote that one um, about a real life situation with her husband at the time, where they kept seeing this guy at like stops. So she actually wrote the Hitchhiker, and the Hitchhiker. Uh, has a woman in it. It was originally a man. And I guess the woman, the female writer, like didn't agree with him making a woman. I don't know about that. Um, Interesting. I found it more terrifying 
that way, probably because I am a woman and then having this like man following you along. But yeah, yeah. so he, uh, Ray, Ray uh, Bradbury, who's uh, Fahrenheit 451, he also yes. wrote one of them. Oh, cool. Um, so, so yeah, the, a lot of them were bought. Like they bought they were the like stories. short stories or novels. Yes, they were short stories that were in publications and things that they then adapted to television. That's really cool. I was actually, I mean, I know this came out in the 50s, but I, when I was looking at the Wikipedia page and stuff and I saw the writing credits, I was like, it's all dudes. <laughs> Yeah, it's all dudes. So yeah. that's actually kind of cool that mm-hmm. that story was a woman's story. That he Several of them were written by women that they then bought. Yeah, from different publications. That's, what is the um, the companion? The Twilight. Oh, the Twilight Zone, Zone companion, companion is a book that uh, I have an audio book of it, but it basically breaks down every single episode and talks wow. about like the makeup that went behind it and how it almost didn't happen, or the actor was drunk on set, or the Rod Serling didn't like it this way, or you know, just a lot of that. The and history it was, of each episode. Of each That's episode. Nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I cracked me up, what cracked me up in the hometown episode was he literally it was called like Nice Town or like Niceville or something like that. But also they kept listing all of the great things about being a kid in Niceville. And it was like, <laughs> there's ice cream sodas, and then there's the merry-go-round, and then there's the band concerts. And they used the phrase band concerts, like sports multi- games. <laughs> band concerts, sports games. Like sports I thought that games. was so funny. And it's just like broadness. Like, remember the band concerts? Like, no, I don't. <laughs> That's really funny. It just it cracked me up. I like I, I know it was the 50s, but it is still really funny. Um, so in terms of like so you kind of got exposed to this when uh, New Year's Eve when you were like young. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. n- what do you think? Like 9, 10, 11, 12? Yeah, around there. Yeah. I'm sorry. Every I, we, time. Every time. Like everything that we basically talked about on this episode, everyone has been exposed to it between ages like 9 and like 13, 14. I think that's like when you're most impressionable. Like w- when you're when you're that age, you're, you're picking the things that make you who you are. Like you're defining your taste and like what you're exposed to and – um, and how you're exposed to it, but also like at that age range from like a nine to 13, there's something like super magical. And I feel like you're not as judgmental towards like what you like. You kind of just are drawn to what you're drawn to and you don't really edit yourself, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that, uh, that is one of the factors that go into finding like a guilty pleasure or something like that. The other thing that I was gonna talk or that we were talking about that I was possibly gonna talk about is Dragon Ball Z, which I, I did so much research about it. Oh, I had I'm so, so many. Sorry. It's okay. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Good. <laughs> um, I, that's what I have tattooed on my body. Uh-huh. It's also I have like two podcasts and a like a live show at uh, the studio that I'm at uh, about it, and it's like what I've been obsessed with since I was that age. So, but I was like honest. Honestly, my fans like, or if I if I tweet this out, they won't click on it because they like get way too much about it. They're like, we know her favorite character is Vegeta. We know her favorite saga is Android Saga. We know everything about her but that do- she could possibly love about Dragon Ball Z. And and I just came off of Anime Expo where I was hosting an event, and then at San Diego Comic Con coming up, I'm gonna be like at the official Dragon Ball party. So I just so this is a nice break of my nice. other obsession, which I have art of. Like I have a uh, Twilight Zone art. Uh, if you follow me on. Instagram uh, you can find me after this and I have beautiful like uh, I have the beholder art I also have um, uh, I have the nightmare at 20,000 feet uh, monster Um, I have a ton of Twilight Zone stuff and I just can't stop buying it 
Well, I'm very happy that we're talking to you about something that you don't normally yeah. talk about. So <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, how did Twilight Zone kind of work in your life as you became older and as you were, like, a teenager, young adult, stuff like that? Yeah, I guess it shaped kind of, like, why I went into – I mean, might have been one of the reasons why I went into writing. And also, I um, am obsessed with haunted things, mm-hmm. and I think that kind of came into play with it. I mean, I scared my family. Like, I've been to real-life haunted houses. Not like, oh, I pay, f- like, $40 and get scared. It's like, oh. Oh, several people died here and Danny oh, has so like stayed there. So you'll like sleep at like <laughs> yeah. old penitentiaries uh-huh. and stuff. Okay. That's me. I have a friend who does that. I have a friend Nicole who does that. But listen, they find me, you guys. It's not just so like the first, my first experience with it was in fourth grade. They took us on a field trip. Uh, I was living in San Diego. They took us on a field trip to the Whaley House. And the Whaley House is a historical house in San Diego um, that is, it's because it was the first like theater there. Um, it also was a pharmacy and a courthouse. It was like this big house that they rented out different rooms that Thomas Whaley rented out. But it was a courthouse, so they hung people that, like, stole the ships and stuff Mm -hmm. off the back or, like, any crimes or something like that. And there's a cemetery close by. So, anyways, that's where fourth grade Danny went. And I was very (laughs) intrigued on a field trip. Um, It also is Travel Channel's one of their most haunted houses. Nice. You can stay there. In fact, uh, Regis Philman, before he he became who he is, back when he, I guess, was a reporter, spent the night there when he was, like, yeah, just a reporter covering stories in, uh, in Southern California. And he's said that he saw a woman like crawl up the he was like I'm never staying there ever again he legitimately said I'm never staying there ever again and he didn't he was like I can't believe I did that what did what did he see he He saw a woman crawl up the wall and he was like I'm not fuck no you can you can look up stories of it so that was my first introduction and then when I was in uh college the one of the frat houses I was uh in a sorority house the frat house was built on a burned down orphanage like you literally cannot (laughs) make this up I know and I was like I feel really bad because fucking like Brad is taking like (laughs) jello shots over here on someone's hollowed ground but you could go out so like it was a thing to do in college was to go out into the into the woods and because there was no lights like you would have to take a flashlight to find the graves and and be and because it was like an orphanage it would just be like orphan one orphan two like on the thing and that's like really morbid and stuff but we were stupid fucking college kids and we'd like go out with like flash I never made it out there but I'm saying like some of the places that I've been around have been super haunted yeah so that was like my I've always been have you ever had have you ever had an experience with supernatural? Um, so possibly. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. So I lived in a house in Denver um, at the time I was engaged and my uh, fiance and I moved. We bought a house. It was our first house in Denver in this uh, or outside of Denver. It was in Castle Rock. It's like a thousand feet up from Denver and kind of like secluded. And um, our neighbors were like. Uh, that house is haunted because um, we got a really good deal on it, and it was yeah. beautiful. It was it was beautiful, and it was like three bedrooms, you're and like we were fucking, like twenty four. You're like, like yeah. getting this, yeah, 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 exactly. And they were like, also, everyone that has lived in there has broken up or gotten a divorce, and we had just gotten engaged, and I was planning our wedding, and I was like. Thank you. Like, yes. I was so offended. I was like, cool. Well, we've been together for six years. So thanks. Yeah. So yeah, bring so it on, off. house. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, bring um, it on, house. We, it was a monster <laughs> house. Like, I, we had this, like, canvas of us uh, from our wedding that everybody had signed. And my uh, husband was gone. Um, and I came home and it was, like, turned upside <gasps> down. No. Yep. Nope. Yep. And Get at that. the time, we were, like, nope. dealing with like serious issues in our relationship and we just hadn't ever dealt with that before our marriage went to shit 
in that house when we got divorced. And I remember oh going God. over across the street and I told my neighbor that I was moving, that I was leaving and she fell to the ground and started crying. She was <gasps> like, I do not want to live across from this house anymore because everybody that has lived in it. And even I was like, it was like the shining. Okay. It was like oh crazy. Oh my God. Yeah. Jesus. Oh yes. my God. In fact, Nuts. I have one more story in that house. My, one of my bridesmaids, we didn't, we didn't tell anybody that stayed with us. Because yeah. I'm not going to fucking tell you I live yeah, in a haunted no, house. That's I'm probably... going to tell you I live in a beautiful house yeah. that has a good uh, rose Three garden. Yeah, exactly. Um, she woke up screaming bloody murder. She was staying in our guest room because she saw a little girl, a little blonde girl, like just standing next to her bed. No. Nope. She could not. She was so scared that she made me be in the bathroom when she went pee. Like she could not go by herself. She, after like, that, legitimately, yeah. Something. And the thing was, we didn't tell anyone because we did not tell anybody about that. I'm not, dude. Gonna... Nope. So, nope. anyways, so somebody lives there now. I I burned sage, but I guess I got some from like the grocery store. And my 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 <laughs> sister in law was like, "That's not the kind that you're supposed to burn." <laughs> I just mean, got like street sage. It just sage really and... <laughs> smelled like Thanksgiving. Oh. It just smelled delicious. Anyways, oh. so yes, I have been in haunted places. You've lived That's, in one. You lived yeah, in yeah. one. That's insane. Good at God. Yeah. I've I had one instance that like may or may not have, and it not it ill it, it cannot even compare to that. It was like something moved that shouldn't have moved, and that was it. <laughs> but it my was crazy. My family fine. is hardcore Catholic, so they think that I've brought everything on myself because they're the type of people that one I didn't see the exorcist uh, until I was like in college yeah. mm-hmm. um, and my family was like you better not bring a Ouija board in here or you're fucking we will sue you <laughs> oh my god uh, I would be disowned but yeah so my family is hardcore Catholic and I have autoimmune issues now my mom's like that's because you invited the demons in because you invited the demons oh in like what, I'm because like you, because you Ouija board boarded once I've or? never I've never played with a Ouija board never played with a Ouija I feel no. like with given my luck I shouldn't fuck around with it I think you should have brought I, I you should have brought one today yeah obviously yeah no if I you guys would get a call from me later saying that like some <laughs> fucking monsters in my place so yeah oh my, oh my I god don't, I don't mess with, but yeah I was a I was a haunted child that's what I got I was a haunted child for that's a while crazy. that's insane I always want like I there were a couple areas I grew up in uh, Queens which is like right like next to Long Island basically in New York and there are a couple really haunted areas in New York there's Sleepy Hollow and stuff Mm -hmm. like that Uh, and there was this one road that like was in Long Island where apparently I think it was called like Sweet Valley Road or something like that and it was all the way out in in in, uh, Suffolk which is like at the end of the island, and you would go, and like if you stayed under a bridge, like a ghost cop would oh, like, would, would, like <laughs> ghost, ghost cop. <laughs> it's just just a guy out there being like a ghost go, cop, go, a ghost go mailman, <laughs> ghost UPS dude. A ghost cop would like stop you, but also apparently you would see a woman hanging from a bridge. Uh, and I went there once with like twenty of my friends. We uh-huh. went in, like a caravan of like five, and nothing happened. No. Oh, girl, if you want something to happen, you can hang out with me. <laughs> I just remember too that we also went to something called the Witch's Ball in Ohio, and that's in the middle. of of nowhere it is this this is sad as most things are but it was where uh someone that they buried that they thought was a witch and they have this massive ball it's like a metal not a metal it's like a huge huge ball on top yeah. of her to keep her in trapped oh down gosh. there or like her soul in there so of course us in college were like yeah let's go to the witch's ball and at 1 a.m and like touch it um oh, so God. i've definitely uh brought this upon myself <laughs> 
is did, what I'm did saying. Did anything happen when you well, were Well, you're supposed to all, like, you all put one hand on and you all put one hand on each other. You put one hand on the ball and one hand on each other. And my, that's where my husband grew up in Ohio. And so he has, he's done it several times. He did say one time he did it, he heard chanting happening down the hill and him and his friends ran over and there was a clan meeting that was happening because oh. that's still active that oddly enough is also active it's terrifying and my husband was a, a blonde like white kid he was like i'm getting out of here because this is fucking scary yeah, as hell. no thanks yeah. yeah and i'm latina so i'm like i'm really fucking not <laughs> fucking around in there so um but i was in uh denver and there's also like it's just terrifying uh that that still exists in our country so yeah. yeah, that is also terrifying. And it also, they terrifying. do they wear white sheets like ghosts? I think they do. Uh, oh yeah, know, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's like, kind of like a ghost sighting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, how do you feel about some of the Twilight Zone spinoffs that have happened? And I'm not just talking about Black Mirror, because when I was a kid, I loved. Are You Afraid of the Dark? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And I loved a show that no one else seems to remember, but it was on the Disney Channel. It was called So Weird. Oh, I loved So Maybe. Weird. Maybe. I don't I didn't I watch it a bunch. With with Fee, with Molly. With Fee and her name was Fee. And the mom is From uh, the Mamas and the Papas. No, uh, no uh, the daughter. The daughter of the, the Mackenzie Phillips. Phillips. <laughs> oh, you guys are adorable. <laughs> mom and dad. We're so cute. We spend so much time together. I get oh, so much. We spend so, so much, much time, time together. But yeah, I fucking forgot about So Weird. But so yeah, Weird it's was all, my favorite. This is the thing about the all of these shows, and I was thinking about it because I thought about Are You Afraid of the Dark? Um, they're all like campfire tales. They're all cautionary mm -hmm. tales. They're all campfire um that like shared experience kind of that like spooky creepy could happen to you kind of vibe um but yeah did you did twilight yeah. zone translate to other shows yeah the, aside from those also goosebumps uh -huh. um, goosebumps actually straight up does have twilight zone episodes because there's the one with the ma the haunted mask mm -hmm. um and that's the masks uh a little i mean it's a little bit different but that's also similar and then there's the dummy the yes. Night of the Living Dummy, and that yep. also is uh, Twilight Zone one. Well, I just watched that the other night. Uh, terrifying, um, where the guy ends up turning into the dummy, where he's trying to get rid of his dummy, mm -hmm. and then the dummy turns hit. And so at the very end, oh, you thanks. see you see the back of the head, and you think it's just the guy doing the ventriloquism or whatever, and then you see that oh no, it's the dummy has oh. become the person. Oh. Uh, which is kind of yeah. interesting. They were writing these episodes back in the 60s, you know? Yeah. I mean, the the yeah, the first season was in 59 for Twilight Zone, but um, yeah, it's just like, holy crap. I know. They come up with all these ideas back yeah. then. It's crazy. I remember for Are You Afraid of the Dark because that used to scare the fucking shit I have a couple. I have a me. couple. I have... Uh, there was two episodes. There was one with the dollhouse where like the girl like somehow shrank and yes. got into her dollhouse yes. and she got like trapped in her dollhouse. Yep. And then there was another one which was, I don't know, Bloody Mary was big for me and my friends. Bloody Mary, and Bloody was, Mary, Bloody Mary. Yeah, I know. And there was this one episode where, like, the girl lives in the mirror, and I'm just like, yes. I had, I had, yes, that. that's the I one remember that, was that my favorite one. I had a vanity, like, I had this, I had, um, my grandfather, uh, like, had an apartment in Pennsylvania, and when he retired for like for work, and when he retired, 
we used we got all of his furniture and one of them was this big vanity like this like set of draw- drawers with this giant mirror and it was right across from my bed and I remember I, I, c- I could not if the lights were out I did not look in that mirror that yeah. was my favorite episode that whole episode until I was like 21 <laughs> that episode changed like it blew my mind um it's basically like this girl goes to someplace like Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and is where you're from, where I'm from, where weird shit happens there all the time. Mm-hmm. So oh, I was yeah, in, because people, it's historical. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of people died there. Yeah. So it's a pretty cool place. Um, so so this girl goes to visit her aunt and her cousin, who's like a nasty girl. She's not very nice. And um, there's a housekeeper who's very, very, very quiet. And there's a house that's abandoned next door. And she goes in on a dare to like sleep for the night. Yes. And all of a sudden she sees this little girl in the mirror. And then they go back because she's like, there's this girl in the mirror. They go back and this bedroom that was this, you know, we find out it was this little girl's bedroom. She had written help. Oh, I remember walls. that. It was, but backwards because. Right. So you can mirror. see it in the, yeah, I remember yeah. that. It was crazy. And it turned out the story was, and how she's like, why she's a dead little girl in a mirror. It's because she was, she was deaf and, and she was like, she couldn't speak. And she was chased by her schoolmates into her closet and locked in there. And Ooh. no one knew where she was. And she died in the closet. And the housekeeper next door was actually her mother and like stayed close to the house. And then at the end, she's like, there's this girl. And she's like, that's my daughter. And then she goes into the mirror and they live in the mirror world. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And that one to me, I was just like, this is excellent television. Oh yeah. Terrifying that we were watching that when we were little. Yeah. (laughs) I know. No, I was like seven or eight, maybe uh, six when I saw that. And I just was like, oh my fucking, like that was, that was a big Halloween. Like they Mm -hmm. would do like the Halloween, uh, uh, marathons. Oh yeah, yeah, and I, I would love that. Oh yeah, I was. Such, you love being scared. I, it's. I, I'm such a scaredy cat. I accidentally. We went to Universal. No, we went to. Yeah, we went to Universal two weeks ago because my sister was in town, and I accidentally. And my sister's fucking terrified of of scary things too. And I'm like, let's try out the Walking Dead thing. And I'm like, oh, god <laughs> damn it, it's a fucking haunted house. Like that you walk. Is through. it really? Yeah, oh, I haven't done it. My sister and I were literally like entwined, and like I'm <laughs> grabbing onto my my fiance's shirt from the back, and he's just walking through it like whatever, and we're just like ah. Um, but when I was nine or ten. This is before they passed the law in New York that haunted house cast members couldn't touch you because that was a thing. They used that's to be able- not everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> I grew nope. up in Texas, so that's definitely still a thing there. Yeah. They, uh, they, t- they touch you in PA. It was a thing in New York, and then they were like, no. But I had such – I think it was my first ever panic attack. I was crying so hard that one of the monsters broke character and was like, it's going to be fine. Don't oh. worry. It's almost over. And, like, I hate haunted ha- – like, I can't. I can't. I, I will tell you I like more. most I I do like most horror films but I'm not a huge I don't like torture porn no, and I don't neither do I. I'm not a huge fan so like the first thing that I remember that really traumatized me was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and my friends because I was going to high school in Texas like that was we have a lot of um, hay rides oh that's what we have we have a lot of like oh oh yeah where well, you go to someone's yeah. like barn basically <laughs> and get the shit scared out of you and there are, of course are always chainsaws There's around. There's always chainsaws and they, yeah. yep, mm-hmm. That's they get right up on you too. and I was like, I don't like this. I would, I want the person in the sheet 
uh, please. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, can I have one of those? There's a lot. There's there is like this fine line. I love a psychological thriller. I love like a really good twist. I love ghosts. I love all that kind of stuff. As soon as like it's just kind of killing people for the sake of killing people, yeah. like Ch- Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's like too much for me, and it's it's just not enjoyable. Yeah, like Hostel. I'm like I don't. No, no I don't need I could to watch never, this ever. I could never. Or like eat- because I'm a woman, so like yes! I don't like legitimately. I'm like, this is our life. Like, this is, it's a different this level could for us. Yeah. This could happen. Yeah. This it's a is... different level of like, oh, someone wants to kidnap me and, or someone wants to be in my car and then like, you know, kidnap me and stuff. And it's just a different, I don't need, I already live that world. It's of, like, too Darren. real. It's, it's too, too real. real. It could happen. Like yeah. the ghost thing, I don't mind. You want to come in my room and like, I don't know, scare me or watch me sleep, whatever. That's different. But yeah. Yeah, it that's is, why I like I like ghost movies and not necessarily like serial killer ones because those are a uh, real thing. It's too much. I yeah. actually I stayed in uh, I was I went to Florence for like a month when I was in college, and Florence has a wonderful serial killer museum. Nope, no, mm-hmm. I, no, no. An, yeah, I was gonna say that, tying that back to Twilight Zone. That's an episode of Twilight Zone. Really? They have a wax museum, and one yes. section is of serial killers. It is. <laughs> Terrifying, you guys. A lot of people forget about that one, and people don't bring oh that one up. You, ha- it is terrifying. Right. Remember oh my, my friend who I said likes to sleep in penitentiaries? Mm-hmm. That was the one who made me go to the serial killer museum in Florence, Italy. It was terrifying. Like I went to bed that night. I was twenty years old. Nowhere near where Ted Bundy had done his. Th- he's right, dead. Right, right. Terrified. I'm still terrified. Yeah. There are certain things that just are unnecessary, and that's like something I'd be like, you know, what? I'm going to skip out on that. Gonna say no. I'll go get some gelato. That's also why I don't like. We were talking about this in the last episode. That's why I don't like The Handmaid's Tale that much. Yeah, I don't like no. it either. I gave it a couple of shots, and I'm like, I'm great if other people like it, but this is too real for me, and I don't like. It's I'm, very real. I'm already a depressed, sad person with the state of things. So like, I do. I don't. Uh, I'm gonna watch. You know, um, Glow and and other. Do you things. like Glow? Yeah. I love like Glow. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to watch it. I haven't watched it. I've I with Handmaid's Tale. I was really gung ho about it, and then. Um, the episode, I, I guess maybe you guys haven't seen this episode and this is a spoiler. So pause or unpause, whatever. Um, or like, don't listen. Um, these it, like Mexico comes to like, see what's going on here, you know? And y- there's like this glimmer of hope, like, oh my God, she's going to tell them like, you know, this is not of our choice. Like, this is what they've done. Like they've killed my husband, blah, 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 blah. And the, I guess the president of Mexico is like, yeah, no. Well, our our country's dying, so we're actually like gonna do this too. Ugh. And I, it, it was just after that, I was like, I don't know if I could. I, it's like I don't know if it's so tough to watch and like yeah. seeing like an opportunity. It just is bad. It's just it's rough. It's a it's a really rough. It's a rough, sad show. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't want to watch that right now. Yeah, I'd rather watch the Twilight Zone where like people girl, have pink get faces. on it. I will send you some of the episodes. You will, yeah, yeah to start. Please. How do, do you feel about Black Mirror? I yeah. love Black Mirror. That love... that was tough for me. That was actually I had to stop. Which watching is the it. one I I haven't seen much of it, but the one episode that kept getting recommended to me recommended to me was the one with uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh yeah, she's one. that's the new season. Yeah. Oh my god, that episode oh, is so Everyone fucking needs to watch. What that. episode is that one? That is a uh, oh shoot. Um. 
the I forgot the name. for some reason I was like t- uh, fifteen thousand dem- or merits, but that's the that's the first season. Uh, I can't remember now. I, even though I have a phone, I could just look it up. Anyways, yeah. it is the first episode of a the season newest season, season. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't think of the name right now. But um, yeah, it's basically where everyone has to raid each other constantly. Oh, I heard about this um, one. And that affects it is it is interesting because it affects like your ability to um, like rent a car or like get booked on an airplane get or an like any, get yeah. an apartment or where you live and it is really true like it's kind of a little bit of that is kind of relevant but it's really fun because you watch this character who has like a pretty solid rating who's like trying to climb up 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 and when that doesn't go according to plan what happens to her it's really interesting if I lived in that world I would have like a 0.5 rating yeah I would have an I would be off the grid I would be (laughs) off the grid I would I'm like what about there's no way that everybody is kind to each other there has to be people that cuss each other out and, and like scream at each other especially rich people rich people are some of the angriest people that I know, yeah, I know because real. I used to work in customer service at like yep. a financial company. I'm like, you have millions of dollars and you are the angriest person I've ever met. Um, which is sad. You're you know, I meanwhile, I would talk to people who like lived in Hawaii who were like super chill as hell, and I'm like, this and you guys are on to something over yeah. there. Um live in sunshine. Yeah, but I would talk to like millionaires in New York. They're like, why isn't my thing in my bank? I'm like, because oh. yeah, I don't control your money, sir. Um they needed to buy more cocaine, that's why. Yeah, yeah, they were angry. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so uh, I love Black Mirror because it remi- it's the same thing as Twilight Zone. It is social commentary on human behavior, and I hate how accurate and how much how well they know us. They know us very yeah. well. And um, the one that I found terrifying was I think this came out in 2014 or 20 2014 was the um, bear. Uh, episode with a cartoon bear uh, where he like started doing political stuff and then they elected this fucking bear as a joke. This is a this is this a is black mirror. mirror. Yeah. Okay. And then they elected this bear as like a joke because that's something that we would do. Um, and then we, we had did. our election. <laughs> yeah. So this was like <laughs> a year and a half to two years before our election. Oh um, but yeah, there, the other one I would say is the one with the where they can record things with their eyes because they are working on contacts <gasps> oh, where that, you can do that. That's the last one I watched. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah. That, made me that so to sad. me, it just has a lot of like ramifications for um like what about sex and like somebody you know revenge revenge porn, porn. yeah revenge um porn. that um i think it would help with crime but i do think that it would be abused a lot it's 100%. crazy to see like w- w- when i was watching that episode i watched the very first episode which was devastatingly upsetting to me yeah that was one was like, a lot oh the pig was, one some people that's their uh, favorite i'm like no that, no not the pig one i missed the pig one okay I that's, didn't watch that's the first one people told me to just skip it so and then i watched it's rough yeah. the pig one is the that's pig what rough. i heard and so i've watched the one uh with the actor and i forget his name from get out um but oh with like the tea where they're like where, like it's like the bicycle. american idol yeah oh, that's yeah, the yeah. merits it's like 10 million demer- um, or merits or, so- or something yeah, like that yeah you get like points and then yeah. you can or like skip the commercials and it's like merits. lots of porn I, it yeah. was rough but um with the eye contact thing i think about that all the time because you're constantly like even right now like within our society and like how social media is working we're always being reminded of things that have happened previously to us like with memories on facebook and 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 uh um being able to uh archive constantly constantly archiving our lives which i think is a, kind of a way for us to feel um 
immortal or that will live on. It's like our way of like I may die, but my Instagram account will live on forever. It's kind of crazy to like (laughs) think about being like, oh, like when I die, this is going to be something that's available. My grandkids will be looking at this handle. Yeah, totally, and they're going to be super disappointed. (laughs) But um, to to have like that recording and watching like when they're having sex and Mm -hmm. like just replaying, like I was like, God, that's like. That's how people would totally use this technology. Yeah. And also, you know, even with the dawn of Facebook and um, dating when Facebook first came out and you have your ex on Facebook and all of a sudden realizing that you have a portal, like you used to be able to just like out of sight, out of mind. And now we're completely bombarded with everybody's experience constantly. But also you can just like go back and 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 just stalk them in a, in a way and having that kind of, um, and you'd have to be like, okay, so I broke up with my boyfriend and now I see all the pictures of his ex. And like, I just have to know, like you have this like drive to be like, I want to see what they're doing. I want to see like what lives they're, they're leading. And you need to know more and more and more. And at the end of that episode, him being like, I want to see what you did. It's like, we crave information and that's like something that would happen like you just kind of need to know what happened as the significant other and I'm like that is like a sad existence to have that like available to you to like witness and see it's like but that's it's fine. it's super realistic it's super like that's the human condition of like wanting I want all of the information and it's just so freaking sad and then after that I said nope I'm done <laughs> I couldn't watch it anymore that's why you do activate your Facebook after you end each relationship yeah that's why you don't change your relationship status. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't. If I'm in a relationship with someone, I'm like, I don't need everyone to know on Facebook because I also don't need everyone to know when it ends. Yeah. So I just don't ever change it. Good I remember you. when my uh, my fiancé sent me the relationship request. I was like, I, I w- I'd been single for quite a few years, and I was like, oh, okay. Oh. This is I happening. Guess, uh, we didn't talk about it, but uh, I'm not going to deny like that, that yeah. that's like a dick move. My boyfriend, my boyfriend and I have been together for 6 and a half years and he is still married to his best friend Shannon, who is a who is a guy and a delight and wonderful, but he's still married to him on Facebook now. So even like he's like people are like, "Oh, I kind of thought Max was gay because he was married, right, to, married a dude. to his best friend." Yeah. <laughs> but I we haven't changed it. Like I'm in a relationship with who I don't know. But, That's you know, always the best. You know, he was <laughs> just, I don't know. He told me with whom I have no idea. But he even uh, said, like, when we first started dating, he was like, I, um, I'm married to Shannon on Facebook and I'm not changing that. I was like, there you, go. you don't have to. That's I think, okay. I think my friend Nicole okay. is, my, is listed as my mother on, on Facebook. And I think my friend Seth is listed as my son on Facebook. I love <laughs> I, when the family feature went out and I was 18, we all went a little nuts. <laughs> it's really, really funny. I went a little nuts. But it's 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 interesting to see like how social media and having access to everyone's information and like their their lives, how I guess maybe it's it's just that available to you and like absorbing all that information is is a pretty crazy experience that I don't think that we've ever had uh, before. Yeah, I will say that they're in the latest season of Black Mirror. They had another mom mentality uh, episode where people with like hashtags, if you used a hashtag, like you could actually, if enough people retweeted it and used it, you could kill that person. (gasps) Yeah, so that is, and it kind of was. The person who came up with the hashtag? 
No, the person who you're hashtagging, like RIP whoever or kill death to. That was death to whatever. Um, oh. And that was it was like sometimes to like a celebrity that had um, fallen from grace. So basically it, it was a huge social commentary on how we uh, judge and then try and then convict people on social media. Yeah. Like if they mess up on one thing and it's like, OK, well, we're your judge and jury now. And now we've convicted you without your trial. And now you're done and your career is done. Yeah. You know, that was basically like a social commentary on that. So that was the latest, uh, one of the last episodes. You constantly have to be be really careful now more so than ever about like what you post on the internet because if you Mm -hmm. misspeak or say like one, and we're all all humans, like everyone has their own like natural flaws and you're not always going to say things that are the right things to say. But like if you fuck up, like what was that girl who um, tweeted that AIDS joke? When, I don't know, but remember that? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, later when like there's an entire book on that. That guy who talked about cyberbullying, is that yeah. the book you're talking about? Yeah. Because it was and it was just basically interviewing people like these yeah. <laughs> these people don't die. Like they have to like continue on with their lives. And I think what she meant is I have white privilege. I think it did I think she's not a comedian. And so she was actually a person, like a regular person that was like a VP or something of a company. So you probably not the best thing to do if like it came maybe from a comic or someone that knew even then it's like questionable but I think later when they talked to her it was like oh because you know whatever it was supposed to be like a social commentary or maybe that's just what her lawyer told her to say I don't know but um yeah I do know that there is a book out I was listening to uh an interview with that guy that was talking about all the people whose lives basically have been ruined from saying stupid shit you know and you know it never goes it never goes away it's just there unless you're the president of the United States yeah then it doesn't matter crazy see I tweeted something in 20 it was like 2014 and I was like well it looks like like, you know, when when you sign up for Twitter, it should basically say like, uh, so you so you never want to be president uh, one day. Oh and then it's crazy that you could literally uh, say anything apparently if you're a straight white guy and get away with it. Well, the reason. Yeah. Oh, so, well, first of all, we are living in an episode of the Twilight Zone. Can we for can we real, agree upon agree. that? I think agree. the reason I read. I've been like, just reading so many. I'm so like just jaded and like just I can't deal with it anymore. <laughs> but I think the reason everything everything he does is okay is because people still see him forever and always as Donald Trump. And, like, I think because he's a reality star and we we know this disgusting persona and it was once considered, like, a form of entertainment, that's why we're not holding him up to this standard as we would if, like, I don't know, anything, Ted Cruz had tweeted the same if shit. anything, everything he does would ruin anyone else. Yes, I Every agree. Yeah. single thing he does would have ruined anybody and I think part of it is because he like he is so he's so fucking arrogant and it's just like he he, people seem to be admiring that for whatever reason and I also just think he is a mouthpiece for people with shitty views he's just such an interesting (laughs) person I mean I I, like he's just a I think he just is a good excuse for people to be assholes at this point like he just says what everyone's thinking you know and, and I mean like I'm not thinking that it. at all no no Wait, you're not thinking no. in all caps you're not yeah <laughs> which is you funny when people say that he's just saying what people are thinking I'm like I'm not racist I'm not there I'm not uh, <laughs> Definitely not thinking that my uh, all my family in Mexico are rapists. Uh, I don't really think that about us. Yes, Um, I'm with you. (laughs) you. 
But it's, it's yeah, it's he's given a mouthpiece to people who do think like that, for sure. It's um, a bummer. But That's if bummer. you would like me to bring this back to Twilight Zone, you can, you can. Um, yeah. I would recommend you guys check out some of the interviews with Rod Serling, because even if um, there are writers listening out there, because he speaks about the experience as a writer and, and censorship. So mm. like I was saying, a lot of times he had to censor, okay, we can't have a person of color, so we're going to make him an alien, um, you know, and that's how we're going to, uh, it's sad. It's like, that's how we're going to get people to relate to them, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but he did say, you know, eventually they kept censoring us. So as a writer, you just don't even think these stories, like you don't even like think of these things anymore because you don't even start writing it because you know you're going to be censored. So you just like get conditioned to not even like think outside of the box necessarily. It was Mm -hmm. a really interesting discussion because I find myself doing that sometimes as well when it's like, okay, I know that this isn't going to get made. So I'm just not going to, I'm just not going to do it basically is what he was saying as far as like how, how much they were censored. Oh, interesting. So because we don't have to deal with the type of censorship that he did, maybe we like we should think out of the box more in that way or like- Yeah, I mean definitely, but I'm just it, it's interesting because I think even today, okay, so so no matter <laughs> so I'm on a lot of like nerd channels and like hosting stuff and 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 I know that no matter what I say, People are gonna write me shit. I get it every day. Sometimes I'll share it like on Facebook. If you follow yeah, me, I see you'll some... see. Oh yeah, some of the stuff I get from angry men. Um, and so a lot of times I find that I just don't even say it. That's what I mean. Is that's what Rod Serling was saying? Is you get to the point as a writer where you just kind of you don't even think of those things anymore. Like you, you don't think like it's you like, used why? to. Because you yeah. get conditioned, you get conditioned to. to not speak up or not say. So you just don't even do it. So you yeah. just don't even write it. And as a writer, you just like start writing different stories, and your brain kind of gets conditioned to. And I've noticed that I do that because I'm like, oh, this is kind of like a even if this is a joke or it's like about fucking Iron Man or something. Um, a bunch of people are gonna be like, don't joke about Iron Man, you know. And so it's like, okay. So so I'm just not going to do it. Whereas the comic in me would have been like, yeah, I'm going to make a joke about this or Spider-Man or whatever because I grew up with those characters as well. Hello. And I have anime t- characters tattooed on my body because I grew up with it. Whatever. Um, and, uh, but people would be like, don't joke about Dragon Ball Z, the, the Kira Toriyama. And I'm like, he jokes about like, it's actually a comedy. Um, also, it's the fictional and like chill out for a yeah. second. Also, Goku doesn't even know what sex is. So he, clearly we can make fun of him. Um, okay. The man didn't know what a vagina was and then when like he saw two people kissing and was like what are they doing and he's married so you know like he's he's comic relief it's okay but nerds are just like don't you dare don't you you woman don't you dare make fun of this ever and I'm like okay cool like this is uh, what I also grew up with so what I'm saying is I can have conditioned myself now where I don't really say some of those things that I would um, because it's like you can't make jokes like why bother like because of the hate be, that you're yeah. gonna get it's like, yeah. is on the it internet, yeah. Well, the internet is like this this cesspool. Yeah, it just everyone thinks they can say whatever they want, and that nobody else is on the other side reading yeah. it or absorbing it and taking it and internalizing it. And it's like, why why do you think that just because I can't see your face that you're entitled to tell me everything in in the worst possible way? Yeah, like, we're all people. Be nice. <laughs> that's my. That's really interesting. That's my, that's I'm like my really thing. noodling on that. But That's, you should watch that interview so you can look up like Rod Serling interview and stuff and he talks about their censorship and how um yeah like how they had to change characters and stories and stuff. We have a few minutes. How would you say that the Twilight Zone influenced your own writing? I mean, now I'm I'm definitely into uh more like horror thriller type of stories and so I'm working on one right now. Um 
I'm working on a project that's like inspired by the Twilight Zone, so that's uh, also a thing. And yeah, yeah, I guess um, I like anthologies as well. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I guess that's how. And just the fact that I went into writing, so at, at all, yeah, 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 that yeah. <laughs> you decided to go on this crazy ride. But also, I do host, so I am uh, in front of the camera as that, well. That is true. So but you I do not hosting. smoke cigarettes. I don't. You just vape. And I don't have those <laughs> eyebrows. My boyfriend does. He has Rod Serling's eyebrows. and I, That was actually why you were like, that, Yeah, that I, could be why. Eyebrows. I respect him for not touching them. I'm like, I just, I'll show them to you guys yeah. after. I'm like, wow, you have, you are very proud. Like, they're just, okay. Does he maintain them? No. Get it. I pluck my boyfriend's eyebrows for him. Do you him. really? Yeah, I do. Max would never let me do that ever. No, Matt lets. It's really funny because you know how underneath the brow is the worst place? Yeah. I'll get him there once and then like I'll try and do the second one. He'll just like fidget yeah. for like, 10 <laughs> minutes. And I'm like, you got to stay still or this is going to take longer than you want it to. It's oh, really nice. Really nice bonding experience. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. What would you like to plug? Uh, yeah, so you can catch me on Hyper RPG. Uh, it's on Twitch, um, but they also have it's live on Twitch, and then they upload on YouTube as well. Uh, it's like a gaming nerd channel, and we have uh, I'm on a Valiant. I'm on a show sponsored by Valiant Comics. That's every Wednesday night. That's a it's a Valiant Comics RPG with a bunch of other comedians, and then I also have a Dragon Ball Super after show, and that's on Tuesday. And we have like voice actors and directors, and we just had Lashawn Thomas. He was a director on. The Boondocks, and uh, he has also created like two other animated series. Uh, one of them's on Crunchyroll. So, oh, cool. yeah, te- check out that. We talked about a lot of social commentary and stuff. So, yeah, nice. awesome. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank yeah, you so much course. for being. You were a great Sweet. guest. Hooray. Thank you. Oh yeah, and definitely, uh, if you want my Twilight Zone recommendations, I would say um, I have the Beholder, of course, Nightmare at Twenty Thousand Feet. Um, and uh, oh shoot, I'm like blanking right now. And like I said, uh, the Howling Man. Everyone, nice. I'm, I'm oh, there's to so go many. Back. There's so many yeah. of them. Yeah, amazing. Awesome. Well, this is great. Thanks so much, Thank Danny. You. Yeah, Yay. thanks. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit nerdistschool.com.